I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Happy New Year and happy Pittsburgh week. This is Steph Driver in the first checking out the competition in the year 2018. I am joined by Mike Darnay of Pennsburg. Mike, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. So let's jump right in um, because it is it is Pittsburgh week. So tell me a little bit about why your team is not that good this year. <clears throat> there's a lot of things people want to point at, but I think it's pretty simple and just comes down to when you consider the last two years, their third and fourth line centers were Nick Benino and Matt Cullen. And to start this season, they were Carter Rowney and Greg McKegg, which they've upgraded a little bit adding Riley Sheehan, but they still, I think that's just where that's it. When, yeah. when you have that much of a drop-off and it really is that much of a drop-off, you're going to see, your third and fourth line struggle. So why, so why, why is that happening? So there was a ton of depth and that's what Pittsburgh was able to be successful with for so long. What is going on? I don't know. They, <laughs> I mean, they, they went out and got Ryan Reeves to, uh-huh. for some reason, bolster toughness, depth, grit, heart, all that stuff. Um, and I mean, it was a big talking point because they traded a first round pick. They ended up moving down about 10 spots and giving up a prospect. So, but it is a first round pick. So people are naturally going to be upset about it. Um, But other than that, they, they seem to be missing the identity of youth and speed that they had the last couple of years. And I'm curious to see. So like two years ago um, around this time of year, the penguins called up Connor Sherry. And he had an incredible year, finished out the playoffs, played well, saw that last year with Jake Ensel. And now the Penguins have just called up Daniel Sprong, who has two hat tricks with Wilkesbury so far this year. So I'm wondering if that's their game plan to kind of stick with that MO. I feel like I've heard that name before, like a lot. Has he been up and down before? He was up two years ago, very briefly, when the Penguins were going through the weird Mike Johnson era. And then mm-hmm. he, he was sent back to the queue where he dominated but was not allowed to play in the AHL. So he stayed there, dominated for another year. And then this year he was eligible for the AHL, and he's playing really well. Okay. Well, that's good. So you don't necessarily believe in this whole theory that they're tired and that's why they're, they're performing this way. I think it's a reason, but it's not the reason. I mean, when you can compare them to – playoff teams like the Capitals or teams like uh, the Blackhawks who up until this year played a lot of playoff games. There's, there's not that many games difference, but when you're considering them to a team like Toronto who only have played what six playoff games in the last two years, yeah. the Penguins have played 50. So there might be a difference when you're playing teams like that. But in general, I think it's part of the reason, but it's not, you can't just write it off at that. That makes me feel a little bit better that you're saying that because <laughs> I hear I hear this narrative and it drives me 
insane because they're not the only team that have gone deep into the playoffs over the past two years. So it just, all right, that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I think in the last, so Mike Sullivan was hired December, mid-December two years ago. They have played 215 games in that time. So if you're comparing them to a team who, say, a team like Winnipeg, a team like Toronto, a team like Vancouver, when, when you're going up against them, they have played significantly less games, but they're not good teams. So it's not, it's not just a complete pass. That's fair. That's fair. I, I've got a lot of questions about Ryan Reeves and and the, the the quotes that were coming out about getting back to their style of hockey after just winning back-to-back cups. Do you have any insight there? Honestly, not really. I mean, he's he's not helping the team, but the way I feel is if you're pinning your organization's problems on a fourth line player who plays six minutes a night. There's a lot of other problems you're blatantly ignoring. That's very fair. So this rivalry within Pennsylvania between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins, do you guys feel that at all? Me personally right now, I don't because it feels like for a while, the teams haven't really been competing with one another. Um, I watch Rangers Flyers games and I see hatred. I, I watch Flyers Capitals games and I see those two matchups to me feel like what Penguins Flyers was five, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with, especially with the caps. Like those are super physical, insane games. And, and you don't really see that with Pittsburgh anymore, which sucks because yeah, I yeah, still hate yeah we've we've kind of shifted towards Columbus in that regard um yeah. or the Capitals in the playoffs um but like when we play Columbus it feels like they're playing for a Stanley Cup every time we play well they are <laughs> in fairness <laughs> um what other questions do I have for you so we know most of the Penguins roster just because we've seen them so much is there anybody that's kind of flying under the radar that we should pay extra special attention to at the moment not really pretty much everybody this year is on a PDO low bender mm. pucks aren't going in like Carl Haglin I think at one point was leading the league in um, whatever metric it is that shows expected goals, and he has like four goals. And it's just everybody, nobody's really, I don't know if they're not playing well or if they're just not getting the bounces or what, but everybody's kind of just there. How do you feel about these Chris Letang rumors? Uh, I don't like them because I feel like people who are buying into it are – mystified by the fact that they won a Stanley Cup without Chris Letang, which is probably just like a one in a hundred chance. Yeah. You you don't trade a guy like that um, because you're probably going to get pennies on the dollar. My prediction, and I hope this is not correct, is that Chris Letang gets traded to Montreal for Max Pacioretty. Oh boy. That would be a thing. I could see both general managers doing something like that, or that being the framework of a trade. Interesting. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that you didn't say Eric Carlson because if he ends up in Pittsburgh, like I think that I'm just going to light myself on fire. No, and and 
and realistically, I don't think that would happen. Only um, if Eric Carlson was to be traded to Pittsburgh or somebody in the Metro, I don't think it would be for Latang because they don't want to pay anybody long-term. And Chris Latang has, I think, five or six more years left at $7.25 million, I believe. Yeah, that's it's true. That's a lot of money. <laughs> um, what flyer are you most looking forward to seeing tomorrow? Oh, probably Nolan Patrick. I like um, that answer. I believe he played in the, did he play in the first Penguins Flyers game? Uh, he may have been out with a concussion. I don't remember I, when that I was. I don't know if he was out or I, I may have only seen part of that game. Um, but I know he's back now, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Mike. I, I wish nothing but bad things for your team, but <laughs> wonderful things for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Tell everyone again where they can find you. Uh, we are at Pennsburg, and my Twitter handle is Mike Darnay, D-A-R-N-A-Y. Thanks, Mike. See ya. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly.